So let's get it uh, going. South Africa 891 That's the number to call 34701. That's the SMS line at AM Live on SAFM. Facebook AM Live on SAFM. A uh, very interesting discussion that we're having today uh, because uh, I know a lot of people are struggling with this. So if you are, please, perhaps uh, today uh, is the day for you. We talking the art of forgiveness. Psychologists have defined forgiveness as a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance towards a person or group who has harmed you, regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness. South Africa, you will know we are a forgiving nation. On the forum at 8 this morning, we look at uh, this uh, phenomenon, forgiveness. Uh, what happens if you forgive someone? What hap- hap- happens if you do not forgive them? That's uh, our discussion uh, today. And uh, you can uh, call us on 0891-104-208. That's the number to call, 0891-104-208. Let's uh, try and understand what uh, forgiveness means in your terms, where you come from, and, uh, of course, uh, 34701 is uh, another number that uh, you can uh, reach us on. It's an SMS line. It will cost you one rand. Uh, Neo Pule is uh, a counseling psychologist and executive member of uh, the Psychological Society of South Africa. She joins us in the studio right now. Uh, Leanne Stillerman is uh, a clinical psychologist. Uh, she'll be on the line uh, with us. Let's start with uh, Neo, who's just walked in in the studio here. Hello, Neo. Hello, how are you doing this I'm, morning? I'm fine, thank you very much. Are you all right? I'm good, thank you. Nice uh, open lanes to come to Joburg this morning. <laughs> Feels good, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's like this every day. <laughs> but we've got to get Joburg working, so that's why we have traffic every day. You see. Half the year. All right, Leanne, are you on the line with us? Good morning. Yes, good morning. How are you doing? I'm well, thanks. How are you? You didn't have to uh, deal with uh, traffic Less traffic in your respect today. No, no. <laughs> okay, even better for you. All right, so let me start here in the studio. Now, we're talking forgiveness. What is forgiveness in your, in your space of work? Sure. Forgiveness in my space of work, mm. as you put it, is a very powerful tool. Mm. Um, a very powerful tool for one to understand themselves and how they live with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, or with other people Um, because things happen to us we are flawed people things happen to us and and sometimes those things that happen to us have us questioning our validation you know if somebody offends me then I begin to wonder you know am I that important that this person can do this to me you know and so when I forgive then I let go of the stronghold that that offense has on me and I redefine myself in terms of that offense Mm. and, and, and what my identity is now having let go of that offense. So for me, forgiveness is a very powerful tool to, to, to have me build relationships with other people. So that's the definition from uh, the psychological counseling type of things. But from a clinical psychology, uh, Leanne, how do you define forgiveness? Well, I, I, I mean, I, I think clinical and counseling psychologists, practically we work you, you know, quite closely, so I don't know if there'd be a specifically clinical distinction. Yeah. Sure. Um, I think that 
Nao's definition is really interesting because sometimes somebody's insult or slight on our character only has power to the extent that it reflects something we believe about ourselves. So if somebody looks at you as if they think you're a loser, it's going to feel that much worse if internally you have that belief about yourself. So I like what Nao said because if you can work through and separate internally yourself from that inner belief, sometimes people hurt us because they mirror our inner negative beliefs about ourselves. So if we can have a, a stronger inner core, we may be less likely to be um, wounded or slighted by the things that people say. But I also want to add um, something else about forgiveness, which is that as much as forgiveness is important, I prefer to reframe it as healing. Mm. Because I, 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 for one, I'm not really a believer in a superficial forgiveness, a kind of a a superficial letting go when we haven't really worked through the pain because sometimes people really can hurt us. And so while I value forgiveness, I think it's not a superficial process of just saying, well, I'm going to be the bigger person, I'm mm-hmm. going to forgive you. I think it's really about working through the pain and a kind of a deep um, a, a, a deep inner healing where you can go through the anger and the disappointment and the betrayal or whatever other feelings have arisen from the person's um, uh, uh, from the hurt that's been that, that's been caused. Wow, that's very interesting. I'll, I'll, when I come back, I will ask you, Leanne, really, what comes first? Do I forgive first before I? get into the process of healing or do I need to heal first before then I can even think of uh, for forgiveness but uh, we'll do that uh, short. Trying to understand the concept of uh, forgiveness, the art of forgiving. 15 minutes past 8, the forum at 8 here at uh, on SAFM 104 to 107. Uh, Neo Pule here in studio with me, a counselling psychologist and executive member of uh, the Psychological Society of uh, South Africa, interested in relationships and relationship dynamics and uh, I've got uh, Leanne Stillerman, Master's in Clinical Psychology and also completed uh, uh, an Honours in Applied Psychology at VIRTS, focusing on trauma debriefing and counselling, just among um, their, their achievements here. All right, so uh, Leanne, we were asking what comes first, what should come first? Now that you've been hurt, what do you do? Do you want to heal and deal with your hurt first or you want to forgive the person who hurt you? first before you start the process of healing? Well, I mean, mean, this may sound counterintuitive and and possibly controversial, but my question would be, how can one forgive if the hurt is still there? Mm. So, for example, to take an extreme example of being, let's say, verbally put down or abused by someone repeatedly, like a parent, someone in a position of power, how can we sort of genuinely deeply with our whole self forgive the person if the hurt is still there and the damage to for example one's self-esteem is still there so for me I, I wouldn't want forgiveness to be a band-aid I would want it to be something quite profound where the person can really deal with the anger and the hurt um, and the disappointment and the grief that the, that the hurt has actually caused the person um, so forgiveness would be almost the, the product of a process of mourning what the, that relationship was supposed to bring you 
Right. So, so I would say it would come as part of the process of healing. I can't imagine how one could really forgive before going through um, the, the, the real impact of the wounds that have been caused. So one may have an intention to forgive, but I, I, I really do think that one needs to go through a personal process of healing, of working through all the resulting emotions before deep, genuine forgiveness can really take place. Now, let's, let's talk about healing because it, it, it comes from, uh, you know, a, a very deep part of our hearts. But, uh, you know, it manifests in many, many areas of our lives, spiritual, biological, social and, 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 and physical as well. I want to agree with what um, Leanne has just spoken about, because for me as well, the healing and forgiveness is a process. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and so as you go through the process, you experience the healing. Right. So, so th- you can't separate them from one another, but, right? But the end goal will be forgiveness. The process is healing. Or both? Well, they, 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 <laughs> they, they are one and the same thing, okay. right? Why I say that is I want to look at forgiveness from a biopsychosocial spiritual perspective. That means that we are integral, we are holistic, we are biological in, in, in terms of our physical and you know, our biological makeup. We are psychological, um, we are social beings because we have relationships and we are spiritual because we're looking for meaning in life. And when you are going through the process of forgiveness in that way, you're getting healing. For example, if you're holding on to unforgiveness, your, your, your physical utility decreases, meaning that you can have your sleep uh, functionality decreased. You can have blood flow in your joints decreasing you have oxygen to your cells in decreasing people suffer from arthritis because they're holding on to unforgiveness wow. and that's the biological dimension um that i'm talking about psychologically you can suffer from depression you can get into self-harm behavior because you're holding on to unforgiveness your relationships in terms of the social dimension can um deteriorate um and spiritually you know you can struggle because you you you, you have no peace so when when you forgive, you release yourself into peace. You release those that blood flow into your joints. You know you can actually end up reversing that arthritis, um, because you end up, you know, having the, that that blood flow going into your joints, the oxygen flowing as it's supposed to flow. The stress levels, um, they 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 decrease because you have forgiven, and so you sleep better. The depression gets better. You you can manage those relationships a little bit better. So. I can't separate the healing from the forgiveness. Forgiveness, I guess, would be a tool to healing. Um, but I mean, you, I mean, you talk about one and the same thing. You can't. You, you, I struggle also to <laughs> to separate them. Oh eight nine one one zero four two eight. Let's go straight to the calls right now. Three four seven zero one is the SMS line. The art of forgiveness is what we're discussing this morning. Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero eight. Forgiveness. Somebody de- defines as it as a giving up my right to hurt you for hurting me but also somebody says uh, forgiveness is letting go of uh, the need for revenge and releasing negative thoughts of bitterness and uh, resentment mm-hmm. all right let, let let's look at the process the journey of uh, of uh, forgiveness because uh, I, I see now that we, we're talking about also healing uh, the journey itself you you live with somebody somebody who continuously hurts you uh, and and you forgive and 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 again the same 
transgression happens and you forgive again, for instance, you are with a cheating wife or a cheating husband, for instance, I'm making an example, and you are hurt by that, but you forgive and then it happens again. So talk us through, uh, Lian, those kind, uh, kinds of uh, you know, transgressions and then the expectant forgiveness. Wow, I think there's so many different um, facets when we talk about forgiveness as one umbrella term, but each human relationship is different. So, for example, the, the, the situation of a relationship of repeated hurt or betrayal that you're now mentioning, which, um, which is quite unique because you're still tied up in the dynamic. So if you're mourning that a parent didn't treat you as they should have, Perhaps you're an adult now and you can cry the tears and go through the process of grief as an adult. But as someone in a relationship, the dynamic is still continuing now. So each time you forgive, in inverted commas, you're kind of remaining in that um, same relationship dynamic to be re-traumatized and re-hurt over again. So, and that's a slightly different um, you know, kind of scenario because... Sometimes one can get stuck in unhealthy relationships and in a role of um, of being almost the victim, and and you're somehow attached to that person, even though they keep rejecting and betraying you. Maybe it's it's like an early childhood trauma that that you keep revisiting, that you keep going back for more hurt and more hurt. Mm. So there, you see, our, our self-preservation instincts and our anger and those kind of things, those have an evolutionary role to help protect us. So sometimes forgiveness is not ideal. You know, staying in an abusive relationship or a relationship of continued betrayal, our growth and our healing might be being, gathering the strength um, and doing the inner work to be able to actually leave that relationship so that we don't keep going back for more hurt, more rejection, more betrayal. And, and then almost being stuck in a more victimized role where the other person is always the aggressor um, and we're always getting hurt. Um, so sometimes we need to own a little bit of our own aggression and say, I'm, I'm not going to stay in this anymore rather than just being the victim. So, so I guess what I'm trying to say is that there's some unhealthy relationships where forgiveness, i.e. staying in the dynamic, it, it might be to our detriment and might mean you know, something more, you know, about going back for more hurt and, and not sort of honoring ourselves. Okay. Let me take uh, uh, our callers right now, and uh, now I'll come back to you. Uh, Rasmus, you and Paul, good morning. Forgiveness. Good morning. Yes. Good morning, Bongi. Yes. Good morning to your listeners and your guests. Sure. Good morning. morning. It's very, very important, this discussion you're discussing. Yeah, forgiveness comes from uh, within yourself, if you make peace within yourself. That's the most production that you have to as a human being because why you can't satisfy anger. When you satisfy anger, you will never succeed in a life because you are you what you cause, you cause sickness in yourself. That is what I want to apply to all our leaders also, to learn that to better to build to better a better South Africa, to be loyal to the self and learn to forgive. Whenever we will, will learn to forgive uh, uh, others yourself first, you will forgive others. Learn to accept everything that is happening. What comes along, accept. And you will be always 
up to the level of production. Keep on smiling. Don't ever hold what happened yesterday. To, to today is another day. Oh. When yeah, that is what you have to teach, right? Oh, Rasmus, thank you very much. From Paul uh, in Cape Town, uh, Paki. Good morning. Um, Bongi, good morning. Oh my goodness, what a wonderful topic today. And good morning to our guests in the studio who are um, there to assist us understand exactly how to get along with this subject. Sure. Bongi, um, you've got psychologists in the studio as a panelist. Right. Um, I like it earlier on when you introduced them, you introduced NEWO, you introduced our um, clinical psychologist. I was wondering if perhaps maybe like um, aren't you opening a gate for others to come and say, okay, from a political point of view, from an anthropological point of view, here we are. However, Bongi, please assist me. And, the, and, and our guest in the studio. What if the environment that is now from which the one who is forgiving in order to move on, the environment itself, it's not supportive to the person we have just forgiven. As a result, when the person is not assisted one way or the other, I'm talking here about the environment, not any other people. The person now finds it possible for him to say, you know what, I've just wasted my time to forgive, to forgive, and hence we have people today say forgive and forget and so forth. And we're finding people, you know what, not living at peace with themselves. Bongi, please ask our, our panelists to assist us to understand this, the role of the environment in forgiveness. Thank you very much, my dear brother. Thank you very much, uh, sir. Desmond uh, Makanya, Eman Zimtoti, good morning. Desmond? All right, uh, Desmond is uh, disappeared. There you go. Uh, now, let me come to you now. Uh, you know, I was actually asking about the process or, uh, and the journey. You know, what do you need to do first? Perhaps you need to acknowledge that there is a problem so that then you deal with it, but also the environment now coming out quite loud and clear. So I like that question because that's where I, where I wanted to go and add on to what Leanne was talking about to say that there are two things for me that forgiveness is for me. Mm-hmm. And then the dynamic in the relationship or the environment that I'm living in is a separate issue. And so there are decisions I need to make and boundaries that I need to set for me to be able to exist in the environment in the way that I'm at peace and I'm healthy. So I'm forgiving for me I'm not forgiving you so that, you know, I can serve you. When I forgive, I serve myself. No, okay. okay. Stay with me here. Let, right. me, let me try and understand. Here is this guy mm. who raped my child, who mm. killed my brother, walking up and down the street, at times bragging. You know, he's doing that for himself. I am faced with a situation where I have to look this guy in the eye every day because he is in my face. Do I need to forgive that guy and move on or before I hurt them? or How do I deal with it? The environment doesn't allow for me to. Okay. So, so, so and I mean, and I think that's where we, many of us are stuck. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we end up asking the question, how many times do I need to forgive? Um, and so I find a problem with that question because for me, it means that we have not understood that forgiveness is not for the other person. 
forgiveness is taking power back for what I believe has been stolen from me. Mm-hmm. You see, so if I forgive for you, for you, or to serve you, or forgive you, and I distance myself from that equation, then I don't understand what forgiveness is about. Okay, but let me just pause there. Let me say, forgiveness, in another way, is also letting go of anger. Sure. Okay. So anger can make me defensive. And in that defense, I regulate the distance between you and me. So I can use anger to regulate the distance between you and me. And, and I can use anger to, 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 to sort of, for myself, make sure how close or how not close you get to me. So staying in the dynamic that Leanne was talking about can also be serviced by that, that I am so angry, but I will punish you um, by, 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 you know, using anger to, to, to regulate this distance. Another thing about anger is that it, it, it has uh, the, capa- the capability or the, the ability to release adrenaline in our bodies. So then we can get addicted to anger because mm. of that adrenaline. Mm. Do you understand? So anger can also serve a purpose in how we live with other people and how we revenge and then also serve as pride because I can say, yeah, I always forgive you. But if I, if I enter into that role of I always forgive you, then I've also, I'm also playing the power dynamic. You see, so it's very easy to say, no, how many times must I forgive you? Because in that statement, I claim that I'm a victim. Okay. All right, let's let's take the news headlines. 891-104-208, that's the number to call right now. 34701, your SMS is please at one rent at uh, AM Live on SAFM or Facebook uh, AM Live on SAFM. We're talking forgiveness today, the art of forgiveness. Uh, two well-learned uh, ladies uh, in the studio is uh, Neo Pule, who is a counseling psychologist and executive member of the Psychological Society of South Africa. On the line, Leanne Stillerman. Uh, who is uh, a clinical psychologist uh, and, of course, uh, joining us uh, on the line. There. You two at home, um, on your way to the service, if you are uh, driving, you can talk to us uh, hands-free also, remember that, or 891-104-208. All right, so, Elia, let me come back to you right now and, and try to understand that uh, what, uh, what uh, Neo is raising here, you know, anger and, and the distance that you create between yourself and the situation and, of course, uh, uh, the other person or the other parties who brought this situation to you. So okay. how do you deal with that? So um, I think, you know, sometimes we tend to have an outlook that some emotions are good and some emotions are bad. You know, like we strive for acceptance and forgiveness and that's, we, we almost look at that as our, as our goal. We should let go, we should forgive. Um, but as we're saying in, in this discussion this morning, that anger has its place. So if a client, for example, in my practice came to me having been violated, uh, the example you gave that would evoke so much rage, you know, seeing a perpetrator walking up and down the street, um, someone who's taken so much from you. Mm. Um, so if that person was in my consultation room, I, I would really, I, I would never sort of, sort of push them to accept and forgive something that one should really rage against and that they're going to have so much inner anger and we can't switch our emotions off like a light switch. So in some ways, 
although our society often tries to deny anger or repress anger or push it away, just say, just accept, I would really want that client to express the full extent of their anger in my consultation room, to rage, to share their fantasies of revenge against the person, to, to really go into an... because we're afraid of anger. So, of course, anger can be destructive and do negative things in society, but if someone is in the safety of, of a relationship or a consultation room and they can actually get all their anger out and work through it, instead of just trying to push it away and repress it and then it doesn't go away, it comes out in other ways, I think that would be very important to give the person space to go through their anger. That being said, we can get stuck there. So some people have been stuck in the same anger or resentment against, for example, a parent, and they've been you know, sitting in that anger for so long that it's almost as if they're holding the resentment. They, they, they cannot somehow mourn the fact that this person was never what you needed them to be and, and, and sort of move past that. It's as if they're still stuck wanting that person to change and they think that if they stay angry with that person, somehow the person will become what they want them to be. So sometimes we still sort of, it's like a balance. We have our chance to really confront our anger towards whoever's hurt us and, and to move through it and express it in, in whatever way we can. But then we come to a point where we're saying, you know, over time, am I getting stuck here? Am I getting stuck in the anger and resentment? Okay. Um, can I accept, you know, who this person is and either move away from the relationship or take what I can, um, take what I can from it? Um, and I think Nao's right. If we stay in an abusive relationship, we could be punishing ourselves and the other um, rather than really thinking about what is it that's keeping me here in this abusive relationship to fuel more anger against the person that I'm with? Linda, I'll come to you just now, Desmond, also. But Maria in uh, Mokopong, good morning. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello, Bongi. Hi, Maria. Go ahead. Yes, morning. Listen, about that scenario uh, regarding, you know, where someone has killed and raped and who knows what. Um, the thing is, is that, look, I'm taking a Christian point, viewpoint, and I know maybe you people are not too favorable about it, but, you know, Jesus said you must forgive, like, you know, seven times a day or however much. But, you know, when it comes to major crimes, mm. you know, our justice system has failed us worldwide. And basically, you know, if a person is killed or raped, and that the death sentence should be there. But, of course, we become all too sentimental and too sort of over-forgiving. Um, for big, for big sort of crimes like that, there is a death sentence, and that does give a form of, let's say, um, healing to the victims as well, you know. So just saying that, but I agree with psychologists that... Um, you know, in an in abusive relationship, it is better to get out. The environment is bad. So, look, that's all I've got to say. You know, forget for little things every day, you know. But the big things, really, um, you know, you can't forgive that easily until, until justice has been done. You know what I mean? Inos will um, agree with you, uh, uh, Maria. Uh, he says, uh, Bongi, forgiveness does not preclude justice. Mm. Yeah, that's it, that's it. So, look, maybe I didn't hear that. But you know what I mean? We become over-sentimental about everything. You know what I mean? All right, so, so Thank thanks you. a lot. Eh? Thank, Thank you, you very much. Emmanuel in Mokopane. Hello, how are you, sir? I'm all right. Thank you. I'm good. Thank you. I hear you're talking about a very interesting topic here today. Sure, today. 
Yes, but I just wanted to add my view um, on the topic. Go ahead. Um, I think you spoke about what must come first, whether should I heal first or should I forgive first. Sure. Um, I believe that um, forgiving itself, when you forgive somebody, you are then already in the process of healing. So if you say you're going to wait until you heal, you might end up waiting forever. So if you then forgive, yes, I mean, forgive does not necessarily mean that everything is all right, but it's try to create an environment within you that you can start with the healing process. So waiting until you, you, you heal, it might, it might take you forever or your lifetime uh, before you can say, now I can forgive. Hmm. So, but I also thought that maybe the topic would have been even more interesting had you called maybe the spiritual people like pastors, maybe and other religious people. Thank we'll, you very much. We'll attack it again. Thank you very much, uh, hmm. Emmanuel. Linda Mtlang, are you writing a book on uh, forgiveness? Yes, morning, Bongi. Good morning, morning to your guest. Good morning, Linda. Um, it's an interesting topic. You could speak for 20 years on it, and you would never be able to get to the bottom of it. Sure. I am in the process at the moment of writing a book on forgiveness. I've taught on it for, I would say, about 31 years. Firstly, there is forgiveness and there is unforgiveness. Both of them, no matter what you've been through, is it's a, it has a spiritual connotation. The power of forgiveness in your life towards others is the most powerful force in the universe. The power of unforgiveness in your life is so destructive, it will shorten your life, it can bring arthritis, it can cause your countenance to fall, you can look miserable, you can act miserable until it becomes almost a stronghold in your life which will destroy you. When you hold unforgiveness in your heart towards someone, the only person it hurts is yourself. So therefore, and I've done a lot of counseling, um, I don't believe in screaming and ranting and raving because it only makes you physically sick. Mm. I say unforgiveness or forgiveness is a choice that you have. Do you want to be able to forgive that you can be set free or are you going to hold the bitterness? And that's, that, that to me is the bottom line when I minister to people. I say, would you like to be free of it? They say, yes, but... There is no but when it comes to, it's a choice. So how does it start? How do you, it's a case of how do you learn to forgive someone? Firstly, I believe from, um, from a biblical point of view, life and death is in the power of your tongue. And this is quite a funny analogy, but you can tell a lie long enough that in the end you believe it. Okay. So the way you start is, and I, I did this to myself 30 years ago when I was, I was on the, on the verge of suicide because of something that happened to me. And I was given the same advice that I give other people. And I stood in front of the mirror every day and I pointed to myself and I spoke out, Linda, you choose to forgive that person. You forgive them, you release them, and you will not receive any pain. Within 21 days, I had totally, totally forgiven a certain person. Interesting. If you, if you hold the bitterness in yourself you normally find you become so angry that you also cause other people to need to forgive you for things that you've done. It's almost like a snowball as it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So we look at it, I look at it firstly from an emotional point of view. 
Then I look at it from a spiritual point of view because the manifestation of either forgiving somebody or not forgiving somebody will manifest it on, on a person physically. All right, Linda, thank you very much. Uh, let, let's move on. But highly appreciated your contribution and good luck with your book as well. Desmond, Emmanuel, you've been holding on for far too long. Good morning. Hi, Thank you, Baba. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and your worthwhile uh, psychologist sure. uh, that you have brought into the panel. Uh, I, I think uh, uh, <laughs> as I'm eight, I'm eight years young, so I've got quite a, a multi experiences regarding uh, uh, this forgiveness. Uh, uh, I mean, thing uh, uh, process. Actually, I have, I have been hurt uh, getting un. un uh, unpleasant surprises because uh, you know that I had two, five people that you thought that uh, they were together with you uh, at work at, uh, in the church uh, circle mm. also in the in the, also in the uh, in, in the society yes so you, you, you the structure like builds up to a stronger family tie because uh, you've got to rush before you doing the healing, you've got to go back to, to your family and uh, and uh, sort of uh, tell them of what actually has unpleasantly surprised one. So in this, in my case, I felt that uh, at work was ostracized by, by people that I thought they were they were they were my friends. Uh, but when I came closer to them at work, I found that. They were doing un- unpleasant things against me. Sure. So th- then I would go back to the family, thinking about what what work means to me. Then I'll, I'll then I'll start healing. Then I, 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 I'll say that uh, I, I, forg- I forgive, but <laughs> what cannot happen is for- to forget. All right. Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah. Bungie. So to, to just round up this issue, uh, I feel that. Uh, um, uh, one is strengthened mentally because psychologically you must go along with those people as you have said earlier on that people who keep on hurting you, hurting you you have got now to build up that kind of a capacity in your mentality so that uh, you can fight those people, okay. not fighting but just to sort of work with them, monitor them and see how how life goes on. All right. Thanks, uh, thanks, Desmond Manzimtoti. All right. So you, you had a number of issues uh, now to respond to. But just to, to add one quick one, an SMS coming from Spew and Kezer and saying that we tend to forgive people who never ask for it. Hence, most issues remain unresolved. Withholding uh, to our land. Okay. But but the, 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 the gist of it, it's really forgiving people who don't even ask for forgiveness. Forgiveness does not mean that it is okay. So when you're forgiving, you're not saying to the other person that it is okay, that mm-hmm. they've done whatever they've done to you that's brought you offense and hurt and pain and all of that. Forgiveness um, does not also mean that I'm weak. It actually means the opposite. Because when you forgive... You, you begin to experience empathy for the other person. Empathy, I want to take it from the perspective of you realize your own imperfections. You realize that 
I am also flawed. So I, 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 I put myself in your shoes as a flawed creation, as a flawed person, right? So I then begin to transcend into a higher experience, a higher place of existence, and I re-clarify my identity in terms of how does this offense fit into my life? Who am I after I forgive? Who am I after this experience? You understand? Because we are all flawed. And mm. we, we, will, we will offend another person just as another person offends us. So if I can forgive, then I experience empathy for the other person. And that's why I keep saying that forgiveness is not for the other person. And so... Somebody else does not need to ask you for forgiveness for you to forgive them because it is, it is something that I do to release myself into a place of peace and a place of higher meaning. So it's, it's an inner feeling, this. But, uh, you know, in order for, for me to convince me that I'm all right, can I just pretend that, you know, w- at what point do I realize that I'm not pretending now it's really happening? When do I start feeling that now I've forgiven? Well, I mean, forgiveness is a process. And when, when, when I feel offense, I feel that I've lost something. Mm. So I want to equate the process of, forgive, of forgiveness to the process of grieving, the process of loss. You know, you go through similar steps as if you lost something because you've lost potentially. You know, we all have an, a fundamental need for acceptance. And we all have a fundamental uh, 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 need for belonging. And so if you offend me, then I feel like I'm invalidated. I feel like that place of belonging, you know, I've lost it. And, and that place of I'm important, I'm validated, I've, I've lost it. So I guess it's, it's like a, uh, an onion. You know, you, you, you peel uh, um, leaves of an onion, you know, a, a leaf at a time, you know, a, mm, can I say mm, a level mm, at a time? Mm. And so... Some processes take a lifetime. You know, if you have been neglected as a child, for example, it, it might take you a lifetime. But every layer of, of the process or the, the, yeah, of, 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 of the onion that you peel gives you, you know, closer and closer to the core of, of the highest kind of healing, if I can put it like that, um, that you can get. And so you get more and more integration and, and more and more identity um, meaning out of that experience. Um, I want to say in the middle of every difficulty lies an opportunity. Mm. And so every point or turn of the forgiveness that you get to is a, on, it's, it's an opportunity for you to, to experience yourself in a different way and hopefully transcending you know, to a higher experience. Unconditional forgiveness is essential as it helps the person who has been hurt. Unforgiveness is unhealthy and only harms the victim. So see Andam Da in Lusikisiki. And I Bongi, agree. you do. Okay. At the basic level, forgiveness is a, is a result of uh, recognizing y- your own fallibility, I guess. Mm. Uh, at uh, the highest level, it is a result of n- knowledge of uh, the pervasive power of God to forgive for self-healing is self is selfish and ineffective all right and this one uh, let's go up 
Uh, After deciding to forgive my ex-wife for cheating on me, I have been able to look better after our sons. I feel great, says Lawrence. We'll come back and uh, we'll be talking to you, um, Leanne. A good friend of mine in Durban sends me this SMS that uh, forgiveness is a fragrance, a violet shreds on the heels that had crushed it. That's a quotation there from uh, Mark Twain. Uh, But, uh, you know, Leanne, let me come to you quickly and and talk about uh, this process because... uh, you know, there's a perpetrator and there's a victim, and, and you deal with this every day. So at what point do the two meet so that then to complete this process? Because I, I want to believe that uh, it, it, I didn't ask for it as a, as, a, as a victim. So somebody did it to me. So they need to be part of this process for me to, to heal quickly, isn't it? Wow. I think um, yes and no. In some ways, to pick up on what Nao was saying where she said that, Forgiveness is for yourself, not for the other. Sometimes you've been betrayed by somebody and it's affected your, um, your self-esteem, your self-value. Perhaps where we get stuck down the line is by ruminating and obsessing and focusing so much on that other person rather than on the inner work that we need to do. So sometimes some, something happens in our lives and it actually brings up past traumas, you know, times when we felt rejected as a child and the person in our lives today is more like almost an actor they just almost bringing up those old issues for us all over again and what's really needed is our own inner process our own inner work um, to heal from that pain and therefore that anger towards that person no longer feels as relevant because we've, we've moved beyond it we've healed from that pain so sometimes it's an inner process and it's not really about the person in the external world and, you know, making amends, but about your own self-experience and your own healing from the issues that have been brought up as a result of the, of the experience. I know that in the South African model and the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, there was something about victim and perpetrator actually, you know, coming together and some kind of real amends being made. Mm. I don't know if that's always realistic and possible. Um, it, it may be ideal where you can actually heal a broken relationship. Somebody can look you in the eye and almost make it better. But very often we don't have that luxury. Um, either the person doesn't feel remorseful or doesn't understand the extent of the pain they've caused or isn't in the country anymore or has moved on. And then it, it's as if Or sometimes it's somebody close to you that committed suicide that can never sort of make amends for the hurt that that caused you. So Mm. so if we have that as a requirement for forgiveness, we may end up being a little bit lost um, without something to anchor us. Whereas if, if it's something that we can do the inner work on ourselves so that actually I've healed the pain of feeling so rejected and so knocked by the experience therefore i've moved beyond the resentment and All right. i think yeah uh, uh, let me take these two uh, quick uh, callers right now because we're running out of time but uh, what forgiveness is not is uh, not forgetting or pretending it didn't happen forgiveness is not excusing and forgiveness is not giving permission to continue mm. hurtful behaviors mm. just some totally. of the quotations here atile totally. in dandi kzn good morning Good morning, Potubongi. Sure, please and, be brief. Uh, we yeah, run out yes. of time, yes. Yes, uh, my, uh, my question is, I'm a 24-year-old. I'm about to have uh, my vehicle repossessed. I can't take my 
kids to school anymore. I can't pay my account because of of certain people who robbed my business and took everything I paid for in uh, all these years. Mm. And uh, they, are, they are free and and working out while my life is hell. How does one forgive that when your life has totally changed because of someone who is having a good life right now? Because really, uh, I, 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 I really don't know what to do. Everything, I, I'm, I'm going through hell while I think they are going through paradise. Okay. How do I forgive that? I see them every day. I see my kids every day. Uh, being not happy. I see my wife every day being not happy. I see my arguments with my wife every day because life is normal what it used to be before. All Thank right, you. Doctor. I was listening on, on the radio. Thank you very much. We've run out of time. And at Sepo in Polokwane, please be very, very brief. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm also an author of the book, The Circles of Anger and Hatred. And to my for part of forgiving I was raised in a very abusive environment and hated the people who abused me until I, I, I was at the edge of killing them. So because I was meditating on how bad they have wounded me and how was I planning to kill them, it, it took a process in such a way that I get, get to the point that I was the process of uh, uh, that anger against them and a grudge was actually damaging both of my mind and my spirit and my body as well because that I realized that it was actually drilling me inside. Then forgiving them, it's where I realized that I was actually healing myself because I was able to see a better of or the positive things that I could have done. Okay. Mm. All right, Seppo, thank you very much. We have run out of time. <laughs> a minute uh, now. Let's wrap. What makes forgiveness difficult is that it, it is linked to our identity. And when you go through a process of forgiveness, you reclarify your identity um, in terms of what has happened to you. But what makes it difficult is that when I, I feel like I, if I forgive you, then, then I'm helping you to offend me. Um, and that is a misconception. Um, and, and so I would like to, to, to encourage everyone to, to, to know or to, to come to a place where they can see that forgiveness is actually about taking the power back from what has offended me. The guy in Dundee, quickly. Uh, uh, Leanne, I don't think I'll have time to come to you, but uh, now the guy in Dundee is crying out for help. What mm. do you say to him? They've taken his business. They are mm. around. They, they, he sees them every day. I mean, we, we also shouldn't be quick to, 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 to um, culture ourselves that we need to, I need to forgive now. Because forgiveness is a process. What I hear is that the guy is, is, is angry and he's hurt. So that's where he is right now, and he can embrace where he is right now, um, and that's part of the process. Thank you very much. Neo Pule, a counseling psychologist and executive member of the Psychological Society of South Africa. Leanne Stillerman, your final word, briefly, yes, please. Um, my final word, briefly. We've spoken so much about forgiveness as a process, and I think what's really come through is where forgiveness gets stuck, where we where we get stuck on a grievance or a resentment against someone. We've all said we need to 
acknowledge our hurts and our anger and heal from it. But if we are still stuck many years later with the resentment, with the grievance, then we need to start questioning why are we stuck there. We can't turn our emotions off like a light switch. We need to go through the process. But, but I think what's come through very strongly is what happens when we get stuck and what's holding us in that resentment and that grievance. And that's where we may need to seek help to figure out why are we stuck, why has the, the process gotten stuck so that we can't move past it. All right.